Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, y'all. You're about to meet Jess. Known her forever. We talk about everything. You said you haven't watched the House of Dragon episode yet, right? I had not. I was behind. Okay, okay, text me when you finish. It's TV, it's dogs, on occasion, plants. Like, hey, could you look at this one? Too much water, too little. What do you think? What's this leaf doing? Why is it yellow? The other day, she stumps me on Venus flytraps. I know a little, but not a lot. I think I've had, like, maybe three or four, and you would think that I would stop trying, but I'm convinced each time that it's the one. But I tell them so fast that clearly I should stop spending money on them. Did you have one as a kid? Are you a kid right now? Big or small? Do you have one? Do you feed it? Did you kill it? Also, I wonder, if it was big enough, would it try to eat me? I've got questions. Hey there, welcome back. Today, it's carnivorous plants. You know, Venus flytraps and their friends, because they are something else. So different from basically all the other plants. I like them, Jess likes them, and these guys, they like them too. Sure, my name is Josh Brown. I run a carnivorous plant nursery based out of Half Moon Bay, California, called Predatory Plants. Yeah, I'm Sean Lyons at the Huntington Library Art Collections and Botanical Gardens. That's in San Marino by Pasadena, now that we all know each other. Your crash course in plants that eat things. The interesting part about carnivorous plants is that it's an arbitrary designation in the same way that we could talk about, I have a store that sells yellow plants. Most of these plants are not even remotely related to each other, so there have been several that have developed these traits independently. Which is wild and kind of makes them even cooler than we thought, I don't know, like 30 seconds ago. So why did they do this? Right, yeah. So the commonality between all of these is they are in very similar conditions. In environments that are where the soil or whatever they're growing on is very poor in nutrients. It's either like a marsh or a bog, a situation where there's lots of water washing things away, or it's too acidic. Take your pick of those, but bottom line, it's not ideal. It's not great. If the roots can't bring up nutrients, they have to bring it in through the leaves instead. You with me so far? Evolutionary necessity. Now let's talk types. Venus flytraps, definitely the most iconic. Which is funny because the natural zone for them, turns out, is within a 50-mile radius of Wilmington, North Carolina. That's it. That's where they live. Shockingly small. I did not know that going into this. They are little snap traps that trigger when something touches the leaf, which makes them kind of an active trap. It means they move. It means they have to engage with the outside environment. That's actually the exception. Most carnivorous plants are much more passive. The most common ones are pitfall traps. Which is just like it sounds. You fall into a pit. So there are tropical pitcher plants. They look like big hanging vases that live in um, Southeast Asian jungles. You know, little ants or moths or whatever else fall down into these pitchers. There are American pitcher plants that grow in the southeastern United States. They look like trumpets that grow out of the ground. Some others, the sundews, the butterworts, they've got sticky leaves. And you have bladderworts, often very small. Some are aquatic, little tiny bubble-like 
traps, usually you know underground or underwater. Australian pitcher plants and there's South American pitcher plants that live on the plateaus in Brazil, those big iconic cloud forest mountains. They all do the same thing and they all figured it out on their own. Brought back that last point because it kind of reminds me of the Jurassic Park quote, you know, life finds a way. Curious, how big can some of these get and then what can they grab? So the biggest type of carnivorous plant is the one that I actually specialize in, Nepenthes. Those are the tropical pitchers, by the way. And they're big vining plants. Uh, they have a central stem. They grow leaves. At the end of the leaf is a tendril, a long skinny piece that comes down and a big pitcher on the end of it. I, I've grown 30, 40 foot long vines of those. They have huge pitchers, basically the size of like a football that hold a substantial amount of digestive fluid and are, are very tough structures. They're very woody. And so even, you know, a good sized mouse or a small rat. Just going to go ahead and stop him there because I'm sure you understand the rest of this story. Somewhere between gross and wow, plant. I'm super proud of you for doing that. Uh, he does say if it was big enough and one of us got too close, yeah, it would try to eat us because they're not really discerning when it comes to what falls in. If it's there, it's on the menu. Are these toxic? Are these dangerous? Are these poisonous? That's something that they really don't employ. You know, you kind of think like, wow, shouldn't there be some that, you know, shoot a poison dart? They really, like I said, are, are mostly passive. Like so many of us just waiting for that DoorDash driver to get here. So that's your intro course. You want to do raising fly traps so we don't all kill the next one we buy? You got it. So the basics are, it, it's really unintuitive. This is already going great. They've been marketed since, you know, around the 1970s as a house plant. They are not at all conducive to growing indoors 90% of the time. It's like trying to do a tomato in your window. It's just not really going to work. What you want to do is bring it home and put it in the brightest sunlight that you can year round. And then don't freak out when it gets cooler. They lose about half their leaves in the winter and they kind of shrink down and stop growing. Uh, they generally do this around Halloween and um, at least here, you know, due, the, due to the mild climate here, they'll begin to grow again in, um, you know, sometime in March. The additional tragedy of the Venus flytrap is plenty of people kill them. Quite a few of them don't actually kill them. They're just throwing out perfectly good ones for no reason because they're asleep. Next step is keep them wet with the right water. The Los Angeles tap water will straight up kill them. The tap water is too high in dissolved salts and other minerals, which are fine or even beneficial for people and other plants, but a lot of the bog plants cannot tolerate them. Yeah, they're used to being deprived, right? So you don't want to shock them. So use distilled water and then you're going to be good to go. There's your pro tip from these guys, the pros. Fertilizer. No, don't do that. That's the flies. Do you need to feed them yourself? That answer is no because fly traps are picky and they only eat live food. Do not give them a piece of your hamburger. That's their whole thing. And they have a really ingenious way of ensuring that. It has two parts of a leaf that are open like a mouth and it's got teeth on the outside. On the inside surface, there are little tiny trigger hairs and that's what tells the trap to close. You don't just touch the leaf, you have to touch these little hairs, and when you do that, it snaps shut. It'll do that most of the way until it feels a little jiggle jiggle and then goes, ooh, I got a live one here. Then it'll fully close and start in on breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Logical place to end, I think. But one more quick thing, don't poke them. I mean, once is fine, like, hey, party trick. But keep them away from children who will close every single trap. 
That's a lot of energy for the plant without getting anything in return. It's hard out there trying to catch flies. Garden center. Because I feel more prepared now. Do you? Might as well get one. Let me know if you get a fly trap or something else. Could be fun to compare notes. And uh, let me know more questions. I've got questions at odyssey.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Thanks, as always, for coming along. This comes from KNX News 97.1 FM in Los Angeles. I do the news there weekday afternoons. Catch you later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.